This is your Vision Master podcast from Intelliversity, and I am Robert Stephen Kramars, the co-founder of Intelliversity, and today we have a very interesting guest you may recognize. This is a not Elon Musk. How are you, not Elon? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you doing? We're going to be uh, talking about some interesting topics. We're going to keep this away from the usual technical talk that other interviewers use, but it won't be the stupid shit that Joe Rogan talked about either. So uh, I hope that uh, the listeners will get something of value out of this. That All right. Surprising. Um, so you, you, Elon, you're, or not Elon, you're familiar with, um, with my concept of, of vision master and execution master. Am I correct on that? You are. I read Born to Star. Thank you for sending me a copy. Uh, I won't be autographing it, but I'll be keeping it. Thank you. It was a good book. <laughs> you won't. You won't be. Off. So what, what did you, um, so do, do you think from the book, you are more like uh, Edison or like Tesla? That's, that's a great question. Obviously, I have great admiration and respect for Nikola's Tesla. I mean, I named Tesla Motors after him. And I think he's underappreciated uh, in today's uh, intellectual community or whatever the term is. But reluctantly, I, I think I'm more like Edison because Edison actually brought products to market and actually changed lives. They weren't theoretical. They were, they were real shit. Okay. So I'd rather make real shit than have great ideas. Well, I mean, you, you have both real shit. I have both, and, but I've had it, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Right. So uh, isn't that the kind of the definition of vision master is someone who has great visionary ideas and makes makes them happen? Makes you them know, I, that's probably, I mean, you know, right out of your book, right? I mean, I guess you would consider Tesla to be a visionary and Edison to be a vision master. master right. There you go. And you don't you don't mind the fact that maybe um, Edison stole some of his ideas and bullied people? Uh, doesn't that bother you? Not really. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, if your purpose on Earth is to make a change and and to improve mankind, uh, I think that the ends may justify the means to a point. I mean, well, that. Um, we're going we're gonna to get uh, back to that question of is Elon Musk or is not Elon Musk an asshole in just a, in just a moment. But you're kind of uh, queuing up that conversation, aren't you, not Elon, by making that remark? Well, but it's true. All I right. Mean, so I, well, I, let's go there. Then let's go to that question, not Elon. Okay. Are you an asshole? I can be an asshole, uh-huh. but I'm not an asshole. Because I think the technical definition of asshole, and I love the fact that we're doing this, the technical definition of an asshole is somebody who just, that's their way of being. Uh, You know, as opposed to, let's say, a jerk, which I'll own up to. I'm a jerk. Uh, But I can be an asshole, but I can also not be an asshole. I think an asshole is an asshole all the time. And a jerk can choose it as a way of being if it's appropriate for a particular situation so so you don't feel like you're like an asshole is someone who feels they're entitled to be an asshole that becomes who they are 
Whereas the jerk just uses it as a way of solving problems. That's right. Something like sometimes that. Sometimes you just got to be an asshole. Or at least a jerk, right? I'm always a jerk, but I could be an asshole when I need so for to. You, for you, you're entitled to be a jerk, but not entitled to be an asshole. Am I correct on that? Well, I don't know if entitled, because I don't like the word entitled, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you are a jerk, that's who you are, right? It's not an entitlement. All right. You know, I think we've, um, we've kind of beat this subject to death. Um, but um, th- this brings back the subject of um, uh, you've quite often pointed out that we're living in a simulation. We might be living in a simulation. We might. Right. And at other times you said, thank God I have uh, someone like Wynne Shotwell to work with over at SpaceX. Right. So how do you reconcile the fact that you say, thank God, and then you, you know, the next conversation, we're living in, in a simulation? Well, you know, if you think about it, thank God is, is just a saying. Uh, and in back to your simulation question, you know, it's kind of like smoking dope. I mean, a lot of people question whether smoking dope makes you a better lover or you just think you are. So it doesn't really matter, does it, whether you are or you think you are. And it's the same thing with the simulation. I mean, it doesn't matter whether we're in a simulation or we believe in God. It really isn't going to change our outcomes well, anyway. Isn't, aren't they pretty much the same thing? I mean... De- depends. I mean, if you're a deep believer, you'd be offended if I said they were, you know, and that's the power or the danger, if you will, of of thinking that way right because whether it's a to me whether it's a simulation or whether there is a god doesn't make any difference but if you're a believer <laughs> I, I got you i'm gonna i'm gonna alienate those people so you've never you've never really um been afraid of alienating anybody have you elon not elon me what <laughs> i think it's cool to alienate people I mean, now we're getting closer to the truth if you don't do that there's no discord there's no everybody's nodding their head and nobody's making stuff happen so all right so so then you you view yourself as a disruptor which is a characteristic of a vision master um how would you so what's the difference between being what you are a vision master and being an execution master like uh, gwen and like uh, robin denholm for example well my job is to disrupt and, you know, I'm not looking to make marginal improvements and things. I want things to be 10 times better. Right. And so as a vision master, I'm looking for this 10x improvement. But the execution master's job is to put that into reality and make it happen. Well, that's your, isn't that your job to put it in reality and make it happen too? That's my what you job, said earlier. Yeah, I did. But my job is to find the right person to make that uh. happen. Uh, you know, I, there, I'm still the architect of the strategy because that's the role of a vision. Well, if you're, if you're the disruptor, if that's your role, what would, what would their role be? To keep me from messing things up. (laughs) But they're they're uh, more, they're more like stabilizers. If you disrupt a lot, they, they stabilize, right? Right. That's what it it takes. I mean, your book pointed it out. I'm not, I'm not arguing with it. It's, it's, there's something in a vision master's personality because we probably have very short attention spans that is not going to make sure that the, that the idea came to fruition. And I, and I, you know, maybe that's, 
what some of the delay was in Tesla. Well, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So um, let's go to that subject. So in Tesla, we're in SpaceX, you pretty well have been with Gwyn Shotwell from pretty close to the beginning. Right. And she's elevated now to the president's role. Tesla, where, and SpaceX has been pretty successful since the bad year in 2008. Um, it's really a rocket ship to the, to the stars right now, right? Right. Um, I have fun reading about the spaceship and, te and Texas and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. But um, whereas uh, Tesla was really um, touch and go until 20, late, late 2018. And now, of course, it's, it's rocketed to the moon too, the stock price and the profitability. Mark, yeah. Yeah. So, um, at the, and you, um, under pressure from the SEC, you brought in Robin Denholm to be the chairman of the board in late 2018. Is it any coincidence that the company took off shortly thereafter? Probably not. I mean, <laughs> you'd, you'd hate for it to be coincidence, but I mean, I know, look, Robin's an extremely talented person. She figured stuff out very quickly and she made an impact right away. I wish I'd have done it sooner. Well, but, why didn't you do That's the big question here. That's the really big question. So Tesla was really touch and go and uh, an absolute uh, problem at every turn until 2018 um, for you, loss of sleep. Why did you right. do it? Why did you wait so long to have yeah. her on board or someone like her? I would have to say that ego certainly played a, a role uh, you know, I go back to your vision master analogy. Uh, you know, I am a bit of a control freak, maybe just a little. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think maybe I wanted to do it myself. And it took quite a while to realize that. Uh, you I wanted to prove you could do it yourself because at SpaceX, you didn't. Right. And so now you wanted to prove, gee, maybe I could do it myself. There may be right. some truth to that, but maybe some truth to that. If Tesla right. is a failure on my part, I'm happy to accept full responsibility for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Robin comes on, and now everything took off. It's not entirely her doing, but she did play a, a role in that. You also had um, um, Jerome Gillian, who's now uh, in charge of automotive, right? Right. Uh, president in charge of automotive, I believe. So now, mm -hmm. what's the difference between a Jerome Gilliam? kind of execution master and the Robin Denholm kind of execution master? Rob, excuse me, Jerome brings very specific skills and talents. I mean, he's a product guy. You know, he's a, he's a car guy. He's, and you know, in Tesla may be a lot of things, but at its heart, obviously it's a car company. And uh, so you got to have a car guy and a car company. I mean, you got to have rocket scientists at SpaceX and you got to have car guys at, uh, I mean, and I, it's not rocket science to figure that one out. And so, uh, <laughs> but that's a, that's a different guy, right? Then need, then I need to make the, the stock go and I need to make operations go. And it, it's a different skill set. Okay. So let's, so working with Robin, um, at Tesla, um, 
you know from Born to Star that that Warren Buffett has a um, uh, uh, execution master, he being the vision master at at um, uh, Berkshire Berkshire Hathaway, right? And he calls Warren. He calls uh, Warren calls um, um, Charlie Munger his no man because he's always willing to tell him that it's not a good idea more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how it works with, um, with uh, say, Robin uh, Denholm at Tesla? Not really. I mean, Warren's a very smart guy and he's in a very different business. He's in the business of possible. But uh, so, you know, there are, there are plenty of no's available in that business. I would challenge Robin if she came back with a no, and, and she probably wouldn't come. Remember, I'm a jerk. So you don't go to jerks and say no. All right, let me give you, maybe then let me give you an example. So you go to Robin and you say, Robin, we need to set up a plant, a giga plant in every major market. Um, you know, two in the US, maybe three, two in Europe, two in Asia, three or four in Asia, maybe. Uh, and um, that's going to be, uh, it's just obvious to me. It's more environmentally sound and you want to be closer to the market. So um, what's it going to, you know, can we do that? What's it going to take to do that? And how would she answer? Would she say no? How would she answer? She would give me what I call an almost no, right? She would go, well, you know, we got to do this and it's going to cost that. And it's going to take this long and we got to fund it. We got to do that. But, 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 but. And, you know, we didn't get to where we are today by just nodding our heads and accepting no's. We got to where we are by creating an impossible mission challenge, you know, as the press has begun to call it or whatever, whatever the proper term is. So I'd probably tell Robin, look, you got 14 days. I want you to come back to me with a plan to execute this. All right. And the beautiful thing about working with very talented people is he's probably going to come back with something that's better than even I thought was possible. And And I know, I know that Gwen does that over at SpaceX. You'll tell her we got to get to Mars by such and such a date. Mm -hmm. And what she'll come back with a a trip that'll go to Venus and Mars or something like that, you know, that's that's, that's the magic that we bring to the market. But the difference is that that Robin doesn't work for you. She's the chairman of the board. You work for her. So wouldn't she be uncomfortable with your giving her a mission impossible? Come back to me in 14 days? Well, you know, I mean, I'm still a pretty significant shareholder in Tesla. But aside from that, she understands that while she's the chairman of the board, I'm the vision master. And Tesla is going where Tesla is going because of my vision and my vision for the company and my vision for its manufacturing. So uh, it's a slightly different dynamic. Well, uh, it's interesting. In a upcoming podcast, we're going to cover um, the women in the, li- in the life of not Elon Musk. Oh, so we'll boy. have a chance to dive more um, deeply into, into um you know, why you choose, chose these particular women. And not just, I'm talking wives as well as chairman and presidents and 
right. I, I noticed you're, you're kind of squirming a little bit there, not Elon. Uh, is that... Uh, well, I was hoping to stay off the therapist couch on this interview. But, uh, <laughs> well, I'll gird myself. We'll come back. <laughs> Women are an important part of my life. I love them. All right. Well, we're going to put that off until two from now because the next one, what I want to cover is, is uh, the specific subject of, wait a second, I have it right here. The specific subject of, no, I've forgotten it. Give me a second. This, we may have to cut this pause out. Oh, yeah. We're going to go into the more deeply into how exactly you do this mission impossible management style. Because okay. our listeners are vision masters, all of them, or at least they're vision master wannabes. I mean, you're the, you're the archetypal vision master. So they're going to listen to you or not, Elon. They're going to listen to you, not Elon, about what to do in terms of managing these very smart people. Uh, well, and, and, and getting things done. So, you know, I've always said that being as I'm speaking to an audience of vision masters or people that are becoming vision masters, as, a, as an entrepreneur, if you really want to change an existing market, you better be bringing a lot of improvement to that market 10 times better. So yeah. uh, you don't, succeed as an entrepreneur in an established marketplace by bringing incremental change. It's just, you know, why would a consumer adopt a new product for that much change? They would for that much change. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Now, but as a venture capitalist in that business, I would say that um, even with a 10 X improvement, only one out of 10 succeed, right? Correct. But and that's, that's where Mission Impossible comes in. But you're right because there's obviously you're not typical because for your companies, all of them have succeeded, all of them so far. Now you can, you can partly attribute that to um, the money that you had from PayPal and all that, but there's, there's another factor. It's, it's too many. It's, it's way beyond coincidence that this sure. many, this many successes. So um, there's got to be something about your management techniques and style that make it possible for all of your ventures to succeed. I, I'd be happy with 50%, right? I am happy with 50%. I, sure. So um, that, make me a, that will make me a fortune, although I'll never be worth $49 billion or whatever it is you're worth now. I but, haven't um, checked today, but yeah, it's up there. It's up there, yeah. But we're working <laughs> it. I am not worth $49 billion. I assure you of that. But I want to find out, and all the vision masters want to find out what it is that makes you 100, nearly 100% successful in all these ventures when it comes to management, because it's got to be there. So that'll be our next time, our next podcast, where we'll be continuing this interview on the Vision Master podcast from Intelliversity with not Elon Musk. And I want to thank you all for your attention. Looking forward to talking to you again next week, uh, not Elon. And thank you very much. Roger that, Rob. Thank you. All right. And by the way, you can, for the Vision Masters out there, you can get the, the books, Born to Star, on our website, which is uh, intelliversity.org. Uh, and you can also find transcripts of this interview on LinkedIn, on the website, and uh, a couple other places, and the actual video and audio on podcast channels everywhere. So um, certainly uh, hope you take advantage of that and Listen, review, and learn from not Elon Musk. Thank you very much.
Thanks, Bye-bye.